With infinite care, she lifted the final diamond shape and pressed the Angelica onto the Savarin to complete the design she'd created. The hours she'd already spent preparing and baking the huge, elaborate dessert were forgotten, as was the heat, the tired leg muscles, the aching arms. The final touch, the appearance of a summer linden creation, was of the utmost importance. Yes, it would taste perfect, smell perfect, even slice perfectly. But if it didn't look perfect, none of that mattered. With the care of an artist completing a masterpiece, she lifted her brush to give the fruits and almonds a light, delicate coating of apricot glaze. Still, no one spoke. Asking no assistance, indeed she wouldn't have tolerated any, Summer began to fill the center of the savarin with the rich cream whose recipe she guarded jealously. Hand steady, head erect, Summer stepped back to give her creation one last critical study. This was the ultimate test, for her eye was keener than any other's when it came to her own work. She folded her arms across her body. Her face was without expression. In the huge kitchen, the ping of a pin dropped on the tile would have reverberated like a gunshot. Slowly, her lips curved, her eyes glittered. Success. Summer lifted one arm and gestured rather dramatically. Take it away, she ordered. As two assistants began to roll the glittering concoction from the room, applause broke out. Summer accepted the accolade as her due. There was a place for modesty, she knew, and she knew it didn't apply to her sovereign. It was, to put it mildly, magnificent. Magnificence was what the Italian duke had wanted for his daughter's engagement party, and magnificence was what he'd paid for. Summer had simply delivered. Mademoiselle, Fulfant, the Frenchman whose specialty was shellfish, took Summer by both shoulders. His eyes were round and damp with appreciation. Incroyable. Enthusiastically, he kissed both her cheeks while his thick, clever fingers squeezed her skin as they might a fresh-baked loaf of bread. Summer broke out in her first grin in hours. Merci. Someone had opened a celebratory bottle of wine. Summer took two glasses, handing one to the French chef. To the next time we work together, mon ami. She tossed back the wine, took off her chef's hat, then breezed out of the kitchen. In the enormous marble-floored chandelier dining room, her savarin was even now being served and admired. Her last thought before leaving was, thank God someone else had to clean up the mess. Two hours later, she had her shoes off and her eyes closed, a gruesome murder mystery lay open on her lap as her plane cruised over the Atlantic. She was going home. She'd spent almost three full days in Milan for the sole purpose of creating that one dish. It wasn't an unusual experience for her. Summer had baked Charlotte Malakoff in Madrid, flamed crepes fourrées in Athens, and molded Ile Flottante in Istanbul. For her expenses and a stunning fee, Summer Linden would create a dessert that would live in the memory long after the last bite, drop or crumb, was consumed. Have whisk, will travel, she thought vaguely, and smiled through a yawn. She considered herself a specialist, not unlike a skilled surgeon. Indeed, she'd studied, apprenticed, and practiced as long as many respected members of the medical profession— Five years after passing the stringent requirements to become a cordon bleu chef in Paris, the city where cooking is its own art, Summer had a reputation for being as temperamental as any artist, for having the mind of a computer when it came to remembering recipes, 
and for having the hands of an angel. Summer half-dozed in her first-class seat and fought off a desperate craving for a slice of pepperoni pizza. She knew the flight time would go faster if she could read or sleep her way through it. She decided to mix the two, taking the light nap first. Summer was a woman who prized her sleep almost as highly as she prized her recipe for chocolate mousse. On her return to Philadelphia, her schedule would be hectic, at best. There was the balm to prepare for the governor's charity banquet, the annual meeting of the Gourmet Society, the demonstration she'd agreed to do for public television, and that meeting, she remembered drowsily. What had that bird-voiced woman said over the phone? Summer wondered. Drake, no, Blake Cochran. Blake Cochran III of the Cochran Hotel chain. Excellent hotels, Summer thought without any real interest. She'd patronized a number of them in various corners of the world. Mr. Cochran III had a business proposition for her. Summer assumed that he wanted her to create some special dessert exclusively for his chain of hotels, something they could attach the Cochran name to. She wasn't averse to the notion, under the proper circumstances, and for the proper fee. Naturally, she'd have to investigate the entire Cochrane enterprise carefully before she agreed to involve her skill or her name with it. If any of their hotels was of inferior quality. With a yawn, Summer decided to think about it later, after she'd met with the third personality. Blake Cochrane Third. she thought again with a sleepily amused smile. Plump, balding, probably dyspeptic, Italian shoes, Swiss watch, French shirts, German car, and no doubt he'd consider himself unflaggingly American. The image she created hung in her mind a moment, and bored with it, she yawned again, then sighed as the idea of pizza once again invaded her thoughts. Summer tilted her seat back farther and determinedly willed herself to sleep.